Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Seminole Sideline 365. Once again, it's KB. I am without the old man today because he is actually traveling. Uh, he's going to be up here with me and the family for the holidays. So we're uh, uh, making sure he got safe. He had a little flight delay today. So if you are traveling, especially on the East Coast, be safe out there. We know it's cold. We got this cold solar polar plunge going on. So uh, if you're traveling this week, especially, we hope you get where you're trying to go get to safe. And that's why we're trying to make some more shorter videos for you because you may be in a uh, three hour to four hour delay like uh, the old man was today and you may have a lot of time in your hands. So you're going to be getting a lot of content, not just from us, from uh, a lot of FSU and NCAA football media. So good thing is you'll, you'll be able to search on uh, YouTube and find a lot of great content out there, especially with early signing day coming tomorrow uh, or Wednesday of this week, uh, along with all the portal activity that's going on. So we hope uh, we can help you pass the time. This won't be a long show, just uh, some a topic I wanted to bring up today uh, as it's been kind of bugging me and, and something I feel like just has to be discussed uh, is the whole uh, big playmakers that were close to either committing to Florida State or did commit to Florida State before flipping at the last second. Um, and this is right on the eve of uh, national signing day, or early signing day. Um, so I thought it was relevant to talk about. Uh, two of those playmakers are actually in the portal right now, uh, and their names obviously are uh, Travis Hunter uh, and Kevin Coleman. Just looking at what they did, this uh, both those players, you know, they didn't have astronomical numbers. Both of them followed uh, primetime uh, Deion Sanders to uh, to Jackson State. Neither of them had huge numbers, I wouldn't say, in any regards, but they had numbers nonetheless as, as true freshmen playing uh, with prime in, 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 in his program with Jackson State. Travis Hunter was was banged up for most of the season, but you saw if you watched the Celebration Bowl against uh, NC, uh, NC Central, um, you know, he you saw what he is capable of, uh, which is which is being a star receiver uh, that's able to compete at the next level uh, when he's healthy. And he played both sides of the ball when he against North Central, uh, North Carolina Central, excuse me uh, for mispronouncing that before. Uh, I think you finished the game. Well, he had the game time touchdown, I believe it was. Uh, and I, I, I'm just trying to remember the final stats on on that game he had. But he uh, just the route running for him. You saw what his potential is on that on that game time, the, the head fake and the and the contested catch in the back of the end zone to tie that game up in the fourth quarter was just impressive. You saw what he's capable of, and, and like I said, he played both sides of the ball when this season when he was available to. He had 19 tackles, two interceptions, 190 yards on the year with four touchdowns. Like I said, not astronomical numbers, but he you know you don't see many players nowadays. Or, or at all, the only last player I can think of who did that really was was Dion, who played both sides of the ball at a very very high level. Not not comparing Travis Hunter to him at this time, but that makes you think that if a player is willing to do that, and that was something that Florida State had thought about, is is Travis Hunter a guy that would be willing to do that because he's such a athletic freak that's able to do that? Is that someone who could do it at the FBS level at a high level program like Florida State? Um, and he showed that. When he was on the defensive side of the ball, many teams didn't throw to his side. And when they did, they paid for it. And that accounts for the two interceptions he had. Um, and you saw it on display in that game as well and towards the end of the season when he was healthy. So, I, once again, I think he's very capable of playing at the next level. And you'll definitely see that as he did enter the transfer portal this week. And, and I think the question is, one, does Florida State – well, one, will he follow Prime to Colorado? Two – does Florida State have any, any chance 
to to re-enter that recruitment battle. Uh, because if you saw Travis's uh, statement, he said that a he's going to think about open up his options, basically reopen his recruitment, and it's not a guarantee that he goes to Colorado and, and follows Coach Prime to to Colorado. He's going to op- weigh all his options and. And he's going to take his time. He said he was going to absolutely take his time and think through all his options and make sure he is a fit at Colorado, which to me tells me he's going to see who who Coach Prime brings into that program because they that was a one in eleven program. And, and and to Prime's credit, at Jackson State, even though they were an FCS school, he had brought in four and five star talent um, to to Jackson State, and they were you know a ten to eleven win team by the time. Uh, Travis Hunter got there, so he knew he could win games there, and he he could play at a very high level, even at an FCS program. And he knew probably he was going to stay there just one year. Uh, let's be honest with ourselves. So uh, he could elevate that HBCU program, put a spotlight on it, and then knew he could transfer out uh, a year later once you know once Prime was going to go for another job. I don't it, it makes some money with Barstool and NIL deals stuff like that. So I, I think that plan worked out for him. But now I think he's willing to step back and say, okay. Let's see what Prime, who we can bring into Colorado in the portal. Is there going to be a, a, well, one, can I compete, which I think is yes. Two, who's my quarterback going to be? Seems like it's going to be, you know, uh, uh, Sanders' son, uh, who by all regards is going to be probably a very capable uh, quarterback at the FBS level. And, and Coach Prime has already said, this is your start. He he walked into the to the Buffalo's locker room and said, Pointed at uh, 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 said, "This is my son is your quarterback now. You're starting quarterback now. So I think Travis is going to have some familiarity being who who's going to be throwing the ball. So there is that chemistry there. But I, I think he wants to see who else is in that locker room uh, and, and is it the right fit for him. Um, but can Florida State even re-enter that recruitment? In my in my estimation, no. I, I think that that bridge has been burned, and and not so much that there's bad blood there, but I think the way it went down with the throwing of the hat, and and also the way that Florida State is comprised now, you have probably the deepest wide receiver room that you've had in over a decade since since maybe the national championship team, and, and in terms of talent available to you, I think you have as many proven weapons as you did then. Now, in terms of transfer talent coming in, you have Hakeem Williams, uh, you know, Hakeem, uh, if he if he does indeed sign, which I, by all regards, I have not heard of any flipping, but you never know nowadays, uh, coming up to the final day, if he signs a five-star guy that I think will be able to make an immediate impact with Johnny Wilson, Winston Wright, uh, and a, a slew of other guys already in that room, uh, along with the tight ends you're bringing in, I think you're going to have one of the most talented and deep wide receiver units you've had in quite a while, maybe maybe a decade or so since the national championship team. So I think, one, you don't necessarily need to bring him in. It would be great to have him on the defensive backside, absolutely. But, two, I don't think it's worth the, the headache. And, and one, I, I don't think it would be realistic. I think it would be you would have to make an unbelievable NIL pitch to get him back in the fold. Uh, but two, I don't think it's, you actually don't need him on the offensive side. It'd be great to have him, obviously, a talent like that, but I don't think you necessarily need him. It'd be more beneficial on the defensive end of things, if anything, which I definitely think he would be an improvement on the defensive backside. But I don't think, obviously, it's worth the headache. I, that NIL package is probably worth going after another transfer, like you've already seen on the defensive uh, or on the uh, uh, on the offensive line front, the tight end front and potentially for a, a guy like Cypress from UVA, a, a, another defensive back that you're more likely to get because there's no previous kind of 
uh, signing day scenario, you know, signing day situation that's happened in the past. This is a fresh relationship, uh, more or less there. So, uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. I give it maybe less than a 1% chance that FSU is in that recruitment uh, or involved at all. I, I think most likely the scenario that happens is that I do see Hunter most likely going to an SEC program. I think if, if Travis Hunter didn't go to uh, Jackson State, I think he was probably going to flip to Georgia. And I think Georgia is very much into this recruitment uh, of him right now. And even though they do not use the portal much at all, I think Kirby Smart's come out and it's kind of like Dabo and says he doesn't believe in using the portal really at all. Um, they're, they're one of those programs that likes to develop from high school and, and, and they have so much stacked talent right now that they don't really need to use the portal either. They're in the fortunate state like that. But I think this is where they'll make the exception. This will be one of those funny scenarios where are they willing to break their own rule to get a, a very five-star talented guy who's a year away from high school, you know, is a year out of high school, right? Will they will they break their own rule and look like a hypocrite for a guy that can make an immediate impact on their team, which I absolutely believe they will. Because their defense is good, but it, 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 has had, it has had its breakdowns this season. So is Kirby Smart willing to look like a hypocrite once to bring in this guy like that? Because they absolutely can. They do have the money. They do have the NL program set up to be able to get him in line. And, and, and he can immediately, Travis Hunter, compete for a national championship if he wishes to. Because he probably has one or two years or two years left in, co- in college football before he goes pro. And does he want to go for a national championship while he has the time left versus going to Colorado and, and, and probably not competing for at least three years for a national championship there. And maybe not having the NIL resources. Um, I mean, Barstool, he'll probably still have that there. But I think he's much more going to have development tools, facilities, uh, and the chance to play for a national championship and have spotlight of the SEC at, at Georgia. So I think that's probably his best landing spot. The other guy uh, that I think is interesting is Kevin Coleman. This is the kid who wasn't necessarily committed to Florida State. But he was considered a huge FSU lean, I think, leaning into signing day. And once again, he he was, you know, he had talked to Oregon and USC, and it was coming down to three or four schools. And then it was a surprise pick at the on signing day uh, when he went to uh, Jackson State. And I think many people saw, you know, Hunter and, and, and Coleman as kind of a package deal and that they may go to Florida State together. Uh, and then they ended up going to uh, Jackson State together. Uh, and, and, you know, they they want to make an impact on the HBC programs. And, and you know, uh, Dion was able to make that pitch to uh, make the, you know, really get into uh, Kevin Coleman and, and get him to come, which is kudos to them. Uh, and Kevin Coleman's definitely had an impact at Jackson State uh, in his one year there. Uh, you know, especially in the championship game against North Carolina Central, 137 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown. Uh really showed out in that championship game for them in the, in the HBCU national title game uh, on the season. He had 510 yards, three touchdowns. So like I said, for a true freshman to have 500 yards across the season, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, and it's what you expect from a, a high four star. Some sites would consider him a five star, a caliber receiver. Uh, but I think this is another guy who, you know, he was rated out of high school, the number one slot receiver in the country, number one prospect in Missouri that is going to have options and I think he's going to have options within uh, high top 10 programs. And he's going to take his time as well. Does he want to follow, uh, you know, does he want to follow Dion and, and, and the, uh, the resources to Colorado and, and potentially take time to develop that program to compete for national championship? Or does he want to decide that 
you know, I, I want to compete right now for a national title. Do I want to go to, because uh, I believe, uh, you know, because, you know, he has the chemistry uh, with, with Shooter and, and, and that quarterback chemistry, which is nice to have. Uh, he'll have that at Colorado and be able to slot in right right away and, and be able to have that, uh, you know, that quarterback chemistry and be able to compete right away for a starting spot. That That's not an issue at all. Um, but they're going to be on the lower runs of the Pac-12. Um, and have to compete against uh, Oregon uh, and U- USC and UCLA and, and Utah. So it's you're not going to immediately probably compete for a Pac-12 championship for at least a couple of years, even if you can bring in a lot of transfers, right? So, and I know he's being courted by a couple of those higher up programs. So I think for him too, he may make the decision that I love you, Dion, but I only have two more years probably before I, I jump the ship and, and go to the NFL. So he's gonna he's probably gonna weigh his options. And I think he's another guy that may not stick with Dion and say, we had a great time, we we elevated Jackson State, we want you know, we got to the championship game, we didn't win it necessarily. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna try to compete for a national championship right away, and especially a high-value conference championship as well at one of these top 10 programs. So I, I see a kid like that potentially. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I see him potentially. I, I don't see him with Colorado. I mean, do I see Florida State in, in the picture there? Once again, probably not just because I would love him, but just I, I don't see him because of our, our depth there. If, if you asked me two, three years ago, absolutely. That's why we were recruiting this kid, right? This is why we were recruiting Travis Hunter, because we were so desperate at that position at our receiver that we needed Travis Hunter. We needed Kevin Coleman. We needed playmakers. But now look at us. We have us. Those playmakers have, they have come. They've emerged. You know, you had Pokey step up. We're losing him, but we had, no, we're actually, no, we have him. We, we have him show up. We have, we got Winston Wright coming in. He'll be back. We have Johnny Wilson. We have Micah Pittman. We have two new t- playmaking tight ends coming in. You know, Jaheem, uh, Jaheem Bell um, uh, and the kid from Shorter University. We have, you know, we have these guys stepping up. We have these transfers coming in. So even though we couldn't get them out of high school, we're using the portal to our advantage to get these guys multi-years available to them who are making immediate impacts at their position. So, you know, it's kind of like we needed you then. We don't need you now. And, and I think that's why we probably won't pursue these guys. And and, and at the same time, they they probably may not look be looking at us because of that position as well. Because, you know, they would have to compete more so here than they may, may have to at other positions. So, you know, we wish both Travis and, and Kevin good luck because, you know, uh, you know, they're not going to need our luck because they're talented individuals. But um, but if Kevin wants to come on board and compete for a spot, I would love to have Kevin. Like I said, I think he'd be great in that slot position. Um, uh, but I think we have Winston right at that, at that role. So I don't think if he's willing to compete there, I would love to have it. Uh, so, Kevin, if you're listening, we would love to have you. But I, I, I could see Devin, uh, definitely Kevin, maybe, you know, maybe he goes to a Miami. Maybe he goes to uh, an Oregon or USC. I could see him going back to the schools that originally recruited him. And, and you know, th- those connections are still going to be there. I still think he's a good fit at those schools. Bo Nix comes back at Oregon. You know, UC- USC is going to reload again uh, uh, the same way. They're going to lose their quarterback, but they're going to reload the same way. So I could see him slotting back into those programs that got recruited him the first time around. And those are teams, Oregon, USC, those are teams that are going to compete right away for a national championship. Um, and for the Pac-12 championship, the title. So I see him being right back, looking at those schools again and evaluating those schools. And I see him probably picking one of those two. If I had to put 
you put in my uh, my bet in right now. But once again, this is just my analysis. I don't have any insider knowledge of what's going on, but that's what that's what I would expect. I would say Florida State once again has a one percent chance of laying that kid. Uh, but if we do even better. Um, so that's just my quick analysis. You know, there's guys like Luke Allmeyer that we missed out on who are now in the portal as well. Um, you know, I think Luke wants to start right away. He's another playmaker that committed and, and uh, you know, flipped his decision uh, to go to Ole Miss. And, and now he's transferring. Uh, I believe he probably wants to start right away and he's still weighing his options. You know, Luke's a kid that I would love to back up Travis for a year. And then Travis goes on to the NFL. I just don't know if Luke's willing to sit a year and develop. I wish he would have stayed and, and been ready and, and tooled up and, and competed with uh, the quarterback depth that we have now, but it didn't work out. Uh, so I expect him go to another program and compete right away. So uh, Luke's a guy that that's another commit that I don't see coming back to Florida State. Uh, but I would love for him to compete with Tate uh, Rodemaker uh, for uh, for that spot, but I absolutely don't see it happening either because I think Tate, uh, you know, uh, Luke is talented, but and and he's had some experience with uh, Pax um, with uh, uh, Dart at uh, Ole Miss, but I, I just don't think he's. Uh, that's why he's leaving because he wants he wants to uh, compete right away. And he's not going to sit behind Travis, who's very much entrenched. Also, the experience that Tate and, and now Duffy there uh, have uh, behind uh, Travis. So that's it for now. Let us know in the comments. Do you agree that we have no shot at Travis, uh, Travis Hunter, and Kevin Coleman, or? Do you disagree that they're not going to go and follow Prime to Colorado? Let us know in the comments. Like the video, subscribe. We, we, we're going to have a lot of these shorter videos going coming up, these instant reactions, news, stuff like that, and commentary. But let me know in the comments. Do you think Kevin uh, Coleman and Travis Hunter are going to follow Prime to Colorado? Or where do you think they're going to go? Because I still think it's interesting to follow kids that we recruited heavily and were once commits or very leaning to us and then see them popping into the transfer portal. Because some of these kids we will follow up on. But right now, Luckily, we don't need wide receiver depth. We have great receivers. So let us know in the comments what you think. Thanks again. We'll see you guys soon. And go Knowles.